Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful, blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Judge who you associate with by the things you talk to them about. Do you ever notice certain people you're only gossiping? You get on the phone, you're just gossiping. You're just talking bad about other people or listening to someone tell you. And you just are like, wait, tell me what's the latest about this. And you're always going to them for that. Like you're hitting the vein for that. Or certain people, they only want to talk about reality television or the housewives. That was a situation where certain people only want to talk about that, which I never want to talk about. And even when you were on the show, some people you just have a life with and just talk about life and then there's some people that constantly want to be producing their own life and taking their own pictures and having people take pictures of them and the filter and they only want to talk about the drama with the housewives in your city and other cities and that's not for me either so I've realized that you can really really judge who you're associating with by the conversations you're having with them and that's a good way to decide whether they should be in your life or not if that's something that works for you. Because sometimes don't you feel a little gross after a certain conversation? You're like, did I, what was that? And do I feel good about that? And did I even want to talk about that? Or was that like junk food conversation? I also have been seeing a lot on social media people commenting and discussing their own breakups publicly. This person speaks out on the details of their breakup. 
And it's always the woman who was cheated on, or the guy, was cheated on. We They loved the person. They were so happy. It was Prince Charming. They, they were in the greatest love affair of all time. We all need to be envious because of how amazing it is and the jewelry and the vacations. And now, all of a sudden, we're cold cocked with this person who's a cheater that we probably thought was a cheater anyway. We just didn't voice that out loud because someone's so happy in their public relationship. And then now this person drags it all over the place the breakup, like, shut up. Why are people talking actively, proactively? My breakup was public. It was publicized. It was embarrassing. I wanted it to go away. I, I did not say what was really going on for years because I subscribed to, you don't want to add gasoline to the fire and I, you don't want to talk about it. So you just, I would say it was excruciating and it was brutal and keep it moving. You just didn't want to, to do that. And you don't want to do that to your kids. And it just, it's just inappropriate. So I don't know why people feel the need to go in very serious detail in the public, in the media, go into very serious detail about their breakups. I just find it to be very, very tacky. It's just so tempting. I bet you it's so tempting for them to get the last word. But by the way, when you do stuff like that, even in public, even if you're gossiping with friends, it's a boomerang. My guest today is Lindsay Vaughn. I am so excited. She's an Olympic gold medalist and four-time World Cup overall champion. Her list of awards is massive, and she is considered one of the greatest skiers of all time. But of course, it wasn't all wins and awards. She shares with us how her crashes and failures always taught her something, lessons she has taken into the business world and on to the newest chapter of her life. I am such a fan and was so excited to meet her. You are going to leave this one inspired. Enjoy. You grew up in, is it, was it Minnesota? Yeah, I grew up in Minnesota. Yeah, sweet suburbs of Minnesota. Do you go back? I do. I was just back actually for uh, for Thanksgiving to visit my family. And what is it like there? And what was it like growing up there? What was uh, your family like? And what was uh, the meaning of success in your family and work and business and uh, money, that kind of thing? Um, well, growing up in Minnesota, it was very cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the biggest memory I have. Um, but my dad and my mom were both lawyers. Um, I'm the oldest of five kids. Um, so I think success, uh, you know, from my family perspective was more of a testament of hard work, you know, how hard you are willing to work and um, never really, you know, there was never really a baseline for what success meant, but it was kind of a given that you had to work hard. And my, my dad grew up in uh, Wisconsin. Um, my grandfather was, uh, was in kind of construction. And, uh, so it was, you know, he grew up being very physical, um, from a labor perspective. And so, you know, we were always taught to be very tough. And I think that helped me, um, growing up, not just in my sport, but also kind of in the business world and, you know, always having to, or thinking about working and thinking about big picture and what it all meant. And, how it all tied together and how do I make something more of myself than just being a skier. What about your siblings? They, do you feel that it, that same recipe worked for them? Are they all real hard workers? Yeah. You know, my, the sister that's right below me, she's four years younger. Um, and she, she, my dad always jokes that she eats raw meat for breakfast. You know, <laughs> she's not promoted in six months. She's, you know, she's going to call someone up and be super pissed. So, uh, you know, she's definitely very, very hungry for, 
um, you know, for just life and trying to, you know, move up in the world. And the, the youngest three are triplets. Um, wow. and they're all very different. I think they all work hard in their own way. Yeah. My, my brother is studying to be an architect. Uh, my other brother is starting to be a, uh, learning to be a paralegal and my um, sister runs my foundation. So oh, wow. they're all very driven in their own way. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's something to, there's something to be said for raising kids that have a work ethic. It's not as easy as it used to be for some people, particularly me. It's, it's, it's raising kids when you have success and money is, 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 has its own challenges because yeah, we didn't sure. grow up that way. Um, so your dad, it, it, I read about you, and it, some of it could be inaccurate. It said that your dad really sort of pushed you into the sport. You were on skis at two. So your dad, I don't want to say pressure. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But your dad was f- driven and focused on your behalf as a child. Is that true? Um, I mean, I think he was passionate about skiing. And, you know, obviously he got me into it young. I was about two and a half. But um, I always loved skiing. I mean, I tried a lot of other sports. You know, my dad was... Um, made sure I had opportunity to at least try other things. Um, mm-hmm. I just was really bad at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he definitely, he didn't push me, but he guided me. And he, you know, if, if I, I said I wanted to be in the Olympics when I was nine years old. Um, and so he was like, if you want this, you can, you can, you can get there, but it's going to be a very tough road. And, and I accepted that challenge. And so he helped kind of guide me and, and, wow. um, yeah. So it was, and I, I kind of talk about in my book, but it was, there was definitely a lot of challenges and definitely times when he did push me, but I asked for it um, every time because I, I knew that it was going to be hard to get to where I wanted to go and I needed some guidance. Well, that's an interesting thing to discuss basically. So um, many people that I know have kids that they want to do ballet and then they see a movie and they want to do gymnastics and I want to be a singer and I'm, I'm an artist. My daughter's always stuck to art. That's the one thing, I guess, if you can look at the signs, you see what your child really is gravitating towards and then find the balance of how to nurture that because you kind of want to let them do what they want, but they do need that structure. Meaning I just got a serious art teacher because she's amazing at art, but you do need the discipline just like you need to know you needed a discipline in how to ski. So then when you got into really treacherous situations, you always have your good foundation. But to be nine years old and know what you want, I mean, parent, we have to we have to be able to listen and hear the signs. And, and to have a conversation with a nine-year-old about commitment and being serious about something, that's a gift. That not, not I would imagine 90% of kids, 95% of kids are not like that. They like things more than others, but to be that successful at something, that's a unique focus very, very young. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not normal. I think that, you know, I was so uh, focused at that age and I was, right. I mean, I started racing when I was seven. Um, you know, I started traveling to camps by myself in the summer when I was eight and my first international trip was by myself when I was nine. Wow. So it was definitely, I feel like maybe in this day and age, you wouldn't send your kid, um, at nine, uh, overseas, but, um, you know, I think my dad saw in me that I was willing to work hard to achieve my, my goals. And, you know, he, he said, if you work hard, I'll work hard. You know, it was a, it's a two way street. And, um, I think, you know, most kids, they don't have the the determination or I think the patience for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more a, a product of our society now with instant gratification mm-hmm. that, you know, there's just so many options and everyone wants to do what the coolest thing at the time. And no one really stays focused on on one thing for long enough to be good at it. True. Um, so I think I think it's uh, this day and age is a little bit a little bit trickier. 
Well, that's inspirational for me, particularly. My daughter's not a person who's on her phone all the time, and for for that, that inspires me, and I hope inspires other parents listening. If you are seeing signs that your kid is inclined to do one thing, try to figure out a way to lead them in that direction and nurture. And it does take a little bit of a push and a little bit of, you know, creating uh, the structure. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up, because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Is being a professional athlete harder or being a successful business person? Uh, it's a great question. I think they both present their own challenges. I mean, you know, if I think about it, I'm trying to be, you know, successful in business. And I, I've been in kind of the business world for a while just because of, you know, my sponsorships and, you know, that aspect of my brand building has been going on for a long time. But, 
you know, if you look at it from skiing, I've been skiing since I was two and a half. So it's been a lot of years, you know, that I've worked hard to be the best in the world. And so I, I feel like I need to give myself a little bit of a break from the business side and make sure that I'm, you know, not too hard on myself, but I want to achieve a lot of, a lot of things in business. And, um, I just have a lot more to learn, I guess is really the answer um, to that question. So right now business. So there's definitely a parallel, definitely a parallel. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the willingness to, you know, sacrifice certain things and to be, um, disciplined, determined to learn is what got me to the top in skiing. And I think Mm -hmm. is what helped, what's helping guide me right now in business. You know, I, I'm, I'm, aware that I'm not the smartest person in the room. I have a lot to learn and I surround myself with people that can, that can teach me. And I, I, I hope that that in the end will result in success. Yeah. I mean, everything is business. I, I, your life is your business. Your business is your life. I have a book that I am finishing called business personal because it's, 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 it really does relate to so many different areas of your life. Relationships are like business. I mean, it's just, who you are, how you do anything is how you do everything. So I think that sort of simplifies things for people. I think people think that there are like different buckets to be different ways and do things differently. And I'm not really one of those people. Do you, um, were you afraid when you were uh, competing? Were you ever scared? No, <laughs> never. No. <laughs> that's why, that's why I was successful, I think. What about now? Um, I'm not afraid now. I think the risk factor, you know, especially in venture capital is what kind of excites me um, you know, taking a bet, but I, I feel like in skiing, what gave me confidence was my preparation and knowing that, you know, there's no possible way that I could have been any more prepared for every race that I enter, which is kind of how I feel in business. You know, when I hmm. go into a meeting, yes, I'm confident because I'm prepared and I realize that I'm going to listen mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn, but I'm also, you know, confident in what I do know and confident in the sense that I, I worked hard to prepare. And so that gives me like, just settles my nerves and and makes me more confident. It's interesting you say that because very successful people that I've talked to when I talk about, do you think you're lucky? What percentage are you lucky and smart? And really people say (coughs) you tee yourself up and you prepare yourself up and you set yourself up. So then when luck comes, you're prepared for it. Correct. So I think that's kind of what you're saying. And I I like that. That's very something that people can cling on to and realize. And it's true. I did stand up comedy for the first time this during the pandemic. And, um, I was prepared. I decided 10 days prior to stand up on stage and do seven minutes of stand up, which is terrifying to people and even me. I wouldn't have even cared if people didn't laugh because I was prepared. I knew what I was going to say, what I planned. If I screwed it up, it's okay. I still, I knew what I was doing. So I feel like yeah. that's just half the battle. If you go to a wedding and you give your best man speech and you suck, but you were prepared, okay, everybody flops. And I'm yeah. sure you've had shitty races. I'm sure you've had shitty races, but you did the best you could and life happens. You can't hit a home run every time. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, the willingness to to try your best and, and also fail is, is important because you learn from those mistakes as well. So, you know, be prepared, um, be prepared to make mistakes and then pick yourself back up and keep doing it again. Yeah. Now, I've spoken to several women and we all have a different perspective on this. We come in a different way. So for me and this woman that I had on, she was a former secret uh, secret service for many presidents and a tough, tough, little, beautiful blonde spitfire. She and I both never thought about gender. We just don't think about it. I mean, it, we, I know, and that's annoys people because we're supposed to be thinking about what women don't get and, you know, equal for women. I just went into the liquor business, which was a male business, and I never thought about being a woman or a, a frog or a man or anything. I just thought about 
being me. So obviously you're in a competitive speed sport, dangerous, risky, intense, male-driven. How did you feel? Did you think about that? Did that not even occur to you? Did you experience hardships regarding that? What was your experience with gender in that sport? I never even thought about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think similar to you, you know, it just wasn't something that I didn't grow up thinking about, oh, well, you can't do that because you're a girl. You know, I I didn't, I just never thought about it. Um, I always felt like if I just focused on working hard, I would achieve things that I wanted to achieve. And um, the only time I really experienced it was at the end of my career when I wanted to race against the men. And I was, I was repeatedly shut down um, because I'd kind of gotten to a point where, um, you know, I wanted to challenge myself in a new way. And I, you know, I won so many races on the women's side and I trained with the men all the time because, you know, I wanted to train with the best and that's Mm -hmm. just what they are. They're physically much stronger than we are and they ski differently. And I tried to emulate them. Um, but I wanted to race against them and, uh, I was shut down. And so I was pretty irritated with that. Because you'd like to see how that would shake down. You'd love to see, like, when push comes to shove, how well you do. Yeah, I mean, I train with them all the time, and I'm right there with them. And, um, you know, I'm not expecting to beat all of them by any means. But, I, you know, for me, it was, it's like Annika Sorenstein. You know, she wanted to improve her game, and she competed against the men, and she was allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I there's definitely a couple of women that, that have done it. And, uh, you know, it was... It's a, to your point, it was, it's a male dominated sport, you know, male control, they control the rules and, and they definitely had no interest in letting me do that. Well, interesting. And then, you know, there's always like comments when we train and, and, and things like that, that like the men are, you know, the racehorses and the women are the mm-hmm. pony show, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's always comments like that, but I never really, that didn't bother me because I, you know, I, no. I just felt like winning would take care of that. Yeah. So for people listening, there are two, there are many ways to enter a conversation. Someone like Sheryl Sandberg has written books and discusses very heavily the disparity and what women need to be doing, et cetera. And someone like me and you and this, we don't think about it. We just say, be better than the men. Just be the best. Plow through. So there are many ways. You don't have to teach your kids one way or the other. And sometimes by thinking about all the obstacles we have, it can, it, if you hesitate in skiing, you're lost. You can't hesitate. You got to just plow through. So sometimes if we spend a lot of time thinking about what we're not getting and talking about it, you might get in your head versus just like, let's go. I didn't even think about that. So I just, it's just another perspective I think is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Do you still love to ski? Because sometimes people get full, like they've had so much of it in a different way. So if I'm in Aspen and I see you and I want you to ski with me snowboarding, which would be laughable. I mean, I'm actually a good snowboarder, by the way. I've been doing it for like 25 years, but I don't think I'm as good as you. I just... I've only snowboarded once in my life, so I bet if I got on a snowboard, you'd probably beat me. Well, I'm not sure, but we'll see. But if we wanted to go, would you enjoy it or it's sort of like you've done it, you did it? Yeah, I would now. Yeah, no, I would now. I, I think it took me about a year to kind of get back into it because I associated skiing for a long time with pain. Um, you know, I just had dealt with so many injuries that the correlation was very strong in my mind. And so, you know, I took a year and then I, you know, kind of slowly eased my way back in and, you know, skiing for fun is uh, a lot different and my body hurt a lot less. And so I, um, I reestablished the relationship between, you know, having fun and skiing and, um, not having as much pain. 
And I also got to ski with my family for the first time since I was like 12. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. I hadn't skied with my family. Like I, you know, we're, I'm always at racing races and they would come to, to watch me, but you know, they're not actually skiing with me. So, um, I reestablished that relationship. It's a different relationship Yeah, with the yeah. sport. That's interesting. Yeah. That's not, you have to, because it's about training and about what you're eating and about your time and it's got to get in your head. And and now it's sort of just like, can you need a relationship with it to just be that you enjoy it? It's like a good friend. You don't have to see all the time, but when you see them, you're happy to be together. Exactly. What has been your rose and your thorn of your business? And I'm going to include being an athlete as your business because it has been obviously. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think in my career from a skiing perspective or business or both, both your whole career trajectory. I mean, obviously, yeah, maybe I guess since you're nine, but you know, since you can remember like the, the journey of getting there and success, what your what your best was, what your worst was, and I guess what you really screwed up on, your failures, mistakes you've made, and you know the things that you really nailed. Uh, I mean, I made a lot of mistakes along the way. I mean, um, you know, obviously, I crashed a lot. I was injured a lot, um, but you know, my mentality of you know, pushing myself always to my limit was what made me successful. So, you know, it was kind of a double-edged sword uh, in many ways, most of my career. And, you know, that's been, I've been like that since the beginning, you know, I've always pushed the limits. And um, so I wouldn't change that. You know, I think, again, that was the reason why I was so successful is because I was always pushing myself and always wanting to go faster and faster. And there was no fear, you know, I'd never let my foot off the gas. I would literally you know, be trying to still win the race as I'm crashing into the fences because I still think that I can make it. Wow. You know, um, <laughs> but I think, you know, all of those, all of the times I crashed, they always taught me something, whether, you know, I made a mistake in, you know, my inspection of the course or, you know, how I thought about the course or, um, you know, was my approach wrong? I, I always learned something from it. Um, and same with my injuries, you know, they really made me a much tougher competitor, a much smarter competitor because, um, you know, I had to approach races differently once I was injured, you know, my body didn't respond the same way and I had to really adapt. Um, so all that went hand in hand, um, and it was a learning process, you know, um, I think in business, um, you know, it just took a long time to build up my brand and, you know, skiing is not the most watched sport in the world. You know, we usually are only paid attention to once every four years mm-hmm. during the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and people missed, you know, all of the World Cups that I won basically until the very end of my career. Um, and so I think for me, it was a matter of maximizing, you know, the, the time that I had. And, you know, when I was, um, you know, on the World Cup, I really had to work hard to to be seen and be heard. And, most athletes don't approach it that way. They think, well, I'm, you know, I'm an athlete and my, you know, my athleticism or and my success will take care of it. But in this day and age, it's not, that's not the case. You know, you really have to work hard to be, if you want to be, you know, bigger than the sport, you have to work exceptionally hard. And, um, a lot of people just aren't willing to do that. So I think, you know, obviously in business, I'm sure I made mistakes, but I think my long-term, approach was was sound and smart um i always went with authentic partners um all of my sponsorships are long term i mean i'm the first a female under armor athlete um or longest standing female uh, under armor athlete 20 almost 20 years i've been with them ah. um you know rolex uh land rover all of those red bull all of those partnerships have been very long term and i and that's how i approach business now 
is, you know, I look to make partnerships with exceptional people and I look to their CEOs and, you know, what do I, do I believe in them? And, and, you know, the numbers and sense obviously have to be there, but mm-hmm. I think the leadership is the most important. And, and um, you know, I'm friends with every CEO that I, that I work with from every company. So those are correlations that I've taken with me from, you know, my, my sports career into business as well. You've charted the course, you've learned from your mistakes. It sounds a lot like business, like when you've made a mistake or when you've assessed something improperly, it makes you stronger. You're pushing yourself. It's exactly like business. It happens to me all the time. I'm constantly pushing. I'm constantly deciding I want to do it my way. And sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm wrong, but you can usually turn it into something positive. You don't usually hit a brick wall and then have to go back. You usually just go around or dig a hole or figure out how to get there. And also, I would imagine, so, you know, injuries like people will say to me, I, I feel stuck and I've been, I've got COVID or I'm, I haven't seen my family or I have surgery. And I always say, make that meaningful. If it means you're going to meditate every day or you're going to only drink juices and lay in your bed or you needed this rest or take a tech cleanse or try to make the negative things have meaning versus just barking, complaining about it. And the pandemic. Some people turned the pandemic into a very successful time versus just continuing to be a deer in headlights and keep complaining about what's going wrong. Find the yes is sort of what I'm saying. And it sounds like that's what you have been doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned early on from my mother because she had a stroke uh, when she had me. And um, so she she always physically struggled because she had a limp and you know, she was never able to ski with me. And we weren't really you know able to do those kinds of things together. But she never complained, like never and, um, you know, I looked at that when I was injured, you know, if my mom doesn't complain and she actually physically cannot recover from this. Why am I complaining? You know, all I have to do is work hard and I will, I will get over it. Yep. Um, so that was always a perspective that I had. And to your point, you know, I always found something positive, you know, what, what, what is this teaching me? You know, what is this moment? How can I make this moment a positive one? And, um, I always ended up making it positive. Sometimes, obviously, it was harder than others, um, but you know, never complained. I just figured out a way through. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over six million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. What about personal life? So you probably, you sound like you have a strong personality. I mean, you seem chill, but I mean, you're very driven. You probably like things the way that you like them. You are successful. I'm sure that's intimidating. So how has that and gender played a role in relationship? Like what, what do you need? What do you not need? What have you learned? What does it take to have a successful relationship from your perspective? Well, I mean, I think in my skiing career, it was difficult because I was always so focused on, on skiing and, um, you know, it's hard to really know what you, what you want all the time because you're so much in a bubble, um, and everything kind of revolves around that. But I think, you know, since retiring, I have a much better perspective on who I am and what I need as a person instead of as an athlete, um, which is a big, big distinction that I've, I've had to make. Um, and I've also learned a lot from my past relationships and, um, definitely what I don't need. Um, so, you know, and I think again, to the point of, you know, maximizing the time, like in COVID, I, I really had a, it was a great time for me to reflect on me as a person and what I need, what I need to be happy, what, what happiness means to me. And so all of those things are helping me, um, in my personal life, especially. But do you need someone who understands what it is to be an athlete? Do you need someone who you're the peacock in the relationship because you're more well-known and they need to sort of be a little bit more, you know, chill? Um, and the relationship about success and money, like where that comes into it, I, you know, because I've had this question and challenge myself, being such a big personality and being a boss. You know, you have to think about who your partner is going to be realistically, not just ideally. Yeah, I always thought I need someone that understood what I, you know, what I went through from an athlete perspective. That's, you know, I've always dated athletes and um, that's definitely not the case. Um, mm -hmm. I just think also a lot of times you gravitate, gravitate towards what you know, um, mm -hmm. and that's what I knew. And so um, I think that, you know, it's important to have a balance in the relationship. You know, I'm definitely not the peacock. I actually like to have a backseat. Um, 
you know, I, Mm -hmm. I actually am, I like being at home and, you know, cooking and cleaning to a certain extent, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, I think it's just important to understand that, you know, there's moments when, you know, I am in front of a camera and, you know, people do recognize me and that it doesn't, um, intimidate the person that I'm with, you know, that's, that's the hard part. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not always, I'm not seeking attention, but you know, that's just kind of the the nature of my life. And so I need someone that understands that and is willing to support me through that. And, um, before I had not found that. Right. You're just playing the game. You're playing the game. Don't hate the player, hate the game. This is what you're, you're working. And, but it's interesting what you said about your identity was being an athlete. Everything was about being an athlete, being a business person as it pertains to being an athlete. And that, and now you're thinking about your relationship, your relationships as it pertains to being a woman, a person, which I get because so much of our lives are intertwined with how people see us, who we are, what our labels are. You know, am I a, a TV personality, a reality personality? Am I an author, a, a mogul, a business, you know? So I think that is, you have to kind of clear away and think about who you are as a person. Because you're always going to be a person. You're not always going to be an Olympian. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you always will be an Olympian because you, <laughs> you will. But you won't always be, you know, competing, a competitive, yeah, uh, exactly. a competitive racer. Yeah, wow. So what is your brand and your business? How do you describe it? How do you define it? If I was meeting you in an elevator and you t- did not know who you were, what would you say? What do you do for a living? What would you say? I would say I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I work in venture capital. I've started a few businesses. I probably wouldn't say anything about ski racing whatsoever. And that's kind of how I approach it now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've actually had a, when I was uh, doing some of my uh, fundraising for one of the funds that I'm working with, someone asked me, do you ski? And I was like, not really anymore. And they're like, what do you mean not anymore? And I'm like, Oh, uh, never mind. I, 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 ski. Oh. yeah, <laughs> you know, it was just like, that's I, nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually nice. Like it's exciting to be incognito, yeah. you know, have a different be, be thought of as just you. Because if I were in an elevator with you, I would say, wow, what a, like a pretty striking, strong looking woman. But I wouldn't know that you were, you know, I'm, I'm in a bubble. I don't know who anyone is. So I might not, I might, I would probably think you looked familiar and be like, Hmm, but I don't think I would know. So that's interesting. So you are uh, an entrepreneur and you invest your own money. Yes. Always. I I always invest my money in, in any, you know, any company that I work with, any fund that I work with, I always invest my own money because I, I feel like it's important to have your own skin in the game. Otherwise you're not as motivated or driven to, to help it succeed. And it motivates your partners when they know that you have skin in the game because you don't have to. You personally don't have to. Yeah. Um, because they'd love to have you anyway. What's been the biggest hit? Your biggest success? Um, I've definitely had quite a few. I mean, I think, you know, it's early investor in Hyperice, which is doing exceptionally well. Beyond Meat, I think. Um, you are Beyond Meat. Yeah. Ugh, I asked so many times to invest. <laughs> yeah. Ordering is probably um, my best uh, so far, but I also just um, invested in just eggs and, um, you know, things like that, but, or, you know, I'm, I'm investor and I'm also an ambassador, um, and help helping them with product development and marketing and things like that. And, um, I love the CEO Harpreet, uh, you know, and that's the thing. I, I have great relationships with all the CEOs and I believe in what they're doing. And, um, I think Aura has some really amazing things for women, uh, in the future, which I'm working with them on. So, so yeah. Been, been good so far. Who who brings you the deals? Um, it depends. Sometimes companies approach me. Sometimes 
Um, you know, I have a couple of people that I work with now that are kind of advising me um, on my team and they get deal flow as well. So it's a kind of a combination. And, um, you know, of course, you know, companies that come to me through the, through, you know, the funds, you know, there's always potential to, to work with those companies as well. Um, so, you know, I, and I, again, I think the world is really small and through the contacts that I've made with skiing, mm-hmm. I think that's also translated into, into, um, the venture capital world as, as well. And, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people trust my opinion, um, especially when it comes to health and wellness and fitness and, and companies like that, which there are a lot of, um, so it's been, it's been great to, to work with those guys on that. Wow. You are amazing. You really, really are. I'm so excited to talk to you. Like I could talk to you all day. I, I'm just so impressed and um, thrilled. I was excited to do this. Um, oh, most important question. Who, who did your makeup? It looks so good. I did. <laughs> no, stop. You did your own makeup? Yeah. I'm you not, do a great I'm not job. Great at, like hair. The hair part is I struggle with, but um, but yeah. Your hair's beautiful, <laughs> but your makeup is excellent. Thank you. I can't believe that. I was gonna say, could I hire them? <laughs> so what if you if the VC thing doesn't work out, the way you did your eyes looks like a Bobby Brown ad. Thank it's you. all like bronzy and, and rosy. You look amazing. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you did you. such a good job. I'm shocked. I've been thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> like I gotta ask her for someone in New York because I definitely don't obviously know how to do makeup. Wait, that's so funny. Thank yeah, well, I would love one day if you're ever what next whenever you go to Vail or Aspen I will go there to just be able to like casually sit on a chairlift with you and hang out and and snowboard yeah let's do it that would be so fun we can I'll ski you'll snowboard and then we'll do some opry drink stuff afterwards <laughs> um wow well I appreciate you thank you so much for the conversation and thank tell you. me the name of your book uh, it's called rise Rise. Okay. Awesome. And it's basically like a memoir. It's just your story of success. Yeah. I fall and I get back up and that's kind of the story of my life. So rise my story. This isn't your first book, is it? No, this is my second book. I wrote a, a, a book called strong as new beautiful, which is kind of a fitness, health and wellness, you know, accept who you are and your body, um, which I, I really enjoyed writing. So, and did you enjoy writing this one too? I did. Um, I actually wrote it twice. So it was, um, it was, it was a more difficult journey, I'd say. Um, I wrote a whole book and then I didn't like it and I started over. I did the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's you know, you want to get it right. And so I, I, you know, we're meticulous, I feel like. Yes. No, I burned it in a barbecue. I was so irritated. It was like, you know, when you're down the wrong road, it's good enough, it's not good enough and you can't get out and you're in a web of it. I did, yeah. I burned it in a barbecue, but you used a lot of the principles and things you had written in there. You just needed to re- Some. Structure, yeah, right? Yeah, I used some. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't, yeah. I was in also the wrong mindset when I wrote it because I was kind of retiring at that time. And so I just needed, needed to start clean and do it again. It's funny because when you're writing a book about aspects of your life, I feel that it's pouring out of you. Like you think you want to write it. You're inspired. You have something to say about something. Sometimes, I mean, I've written like 11 books and I, but I would not write for years and, and something's pouring out of you. You want to talk about it. And then have you ever done a juice fast where your body tells you when the juice fast is over? Cause either you're using a tongue scraper and then it's clean or you actually, your body gets hungry. Like after fasting, you don't, you, I'm always hungry. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I am not good at the juice thing. Okay. I, I, I do like, I do a protein shake thing, but I work out, I work out so hard that I, I if I don't eat, it makes me sick. So <laughs> I, 
have to always say it. Well, I've done juice cleanses, and after a couple of days, you're not hungry anymore. And then once you get hungry again, it's time to stop. And I think of that like writing, because I was writing and I had so much to say, and it was keeping me up at night. And then one day, it just quiets down, and you really you've said it all in that book. So you probably got to that point where you're just like, I said it all. It's all. On the, it's all. On, I left it on the court. Yeah, it's all there. I'm excited about it. And I, I hope everyone enjoys it. So. You'll have to let me know once you read it. <laughs> yes, I actually want to read it um, after speaking to you particularly. Thank you so much. I can't wait to snowboard with you or run into you in an elevator. Sounds so good. have a wonderful day. Congrats on Thanks, everything. Stephanie. And um, thank you for doing this. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Wow. Uh, I like speaking to professional athletes. They're driven. There is a skill set and a journey and a path and a trajectory that is different than other successful people. I just, I saw myself getting excited. I had a little spring in my step getting on with Lindsey Vaughn. Uh, it's also like Maria Sharapova where I didn't know that much about her. I know who she is. She's in the universe. I, but I mean, learning about these people whose names I just know of, um, I just am so grateful. I'm so lucky that I get to do this and that we get to have these conversations. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Her book is called Rise. I actually want to read it, and I don't say that about everyone. So what a great testament to being driven, being structured, to pointing our kids in the right direction, um, looking at what they're interested in and trying to hone that skill. And how you do anything is how you do everything. Really amazing. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.